Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura, and I'm a graduate student studying climate science. This podcast is a really awesome space to share a lot of things that I take for granted, like general climate change education or personal sustainability efforts, things that are not necessarily common knowledge, but totally should be. We're talking about climate change from a whole bunch of different angles, so environmental science, human health, economics, whatever, but also just personal tips on how to be a more responsible citizen of the planet. Last week, we talked about easy, sustainable party practices. I gave tips on how to help you be a little bit more eco-conscious, whether you're hosting an event, large or small, attending a party, or just going out to bars. If any of those sound like you, definitely go back and give that episode a listen. Today, I want to discuss something even more ingrained in my routine, coffee. I'm dependent on coffee. I'm the kind of person that gets headaches if I don't start my day with a cup of coffee. I host a lot of meetings at coffee shops. I'm in school, so I depend pretty heavily during exam season. All around, I'm all about coffee. I have to imagine that a lot of other young adults are in the same situation. For something so cornerstone to my day, it's been really important for me these last few months to evaluate how that habit is impacted by climate change. Today, I want to share some interesting info that I've learned and how you can shift your coffee habits to be a little bit more eco-friendly. First, let's establish why coffee is a big sustainability issue. When you're ordering a cup of coffee, do you ever think about who grew those beans or how they got to you? Probably not. I know that I really didn't. Coffee is actually a plant that has pretty strict requirements in terms of water, sunlight, weather variability. From a climate change perspective, eco-friendly habits are totally crucial to ensure that we don't have a major coffee crisis on the horizon. It's actually been predicted that up to 50% of suitable coffee-growing areas around the world will be lost by 2050 on account of climate change. From a social perspective, coffee is a major cash crop in a lot of countries and therefore has the potential to be a really unethical industry. Let's start with the beans. I'm always an advocate for buying in bulk to reduce trash, but I'm sure you're sick of hearing me talk about reusable bags. Let's start with what kind of beans you're buying. The most basic eco-friendly option is buying organic beans. Organically grown, whether coffee beans or actually any other agricultural product, means it was grown without artificial pesticides. So this leads to less groundwater pollution, and because the native grasses can stay intact, there's less soil erosion. Soil erosion is a problem because as soil breaks down, it loses nutrients and it makes the land a lot more susceptible to environmental threats, so things like flooding. A lot of people assume that organic beans will be significantly more expensive than whatever they're currently buying, but I really encourage you to go and stay open-minded, look at the prices the next time you're in the grocery store. I switched over to organic beans long before I was thinking about the environmental impacts, just because where I currently shop, I live in Arizona, I shop at Sprouts, the bulk beans are the same prices whether or not they're organic. I figured I might as well switch over to organic beans, if only to decrease the amount of pesticides that I'm taking into my body. So a personal health reason. To reduce the carbon footprint of your coffee beans, you should theoretically be buying beans grown closest to you. That's kind of hard for me and honestly not something that I practice very actively. I do, however, like to buy locally roasted beans if I'm at a coffee shop I really enjoy. It feels a lot more personal. Um, In Tampa, I really like Buddy Brew, or I was super excited to bring home a bag from Joshua Tree Coffee Roasters when I was out there a few months ago. That's a sustainable habit from an economic perspective because your money is circulating within a local community. The most eco-friendly option for brewing your coffee at home is using a French press. It's glass, so it's sturdy and usable for years and very easily recycled whenever you're done with it. Plus, no filter means no waste. If you already own a Keurig or some similar one-cup coffee maker, definitely look into purchasing reusable K-cups. I got mine at Target for maybe $10, and I pack it with my own organic coffee grounds. 
Coffee grounds can be composted, or they're actually really great fertilizers for gardening. Fun fact, eggshells are also really good for plants. A lot of body scrubs and other specialty bath products are actually made out of coffee grounds, so you could also definitely DIY something fun with your coffee waste. I just mentioned erosion, so let's expand on the side of growing coffee beans. Traditionally, coffee plantations are massive contributors to deforestation. If you're purchasing shade-grown coffee, that's coffee that's been grown within a larger forest. Animals aren't losing habitat, and because other plants are growing among the coffee plants, there is a reduced need for pesticides. So that's because growing just one kind of plant in a given area, that's called a monoculture. It's vulnerable, similar to how your immune system would be vulnerable if you only ate one kind of food. Now, there are different kinds of shade-covered coffee plantations, but I don't really think it's worthwhile to get caught up in the categories because there's currently not an official international certification for shade-covered plantations. Really, any and all shade-covered plantations can use the same label on their coffee bags. All we really need to know right now is that those plantations are healthier than a traditional clear-cut coffee-growing field. Another pro is that shade-grown coffee takes longer to grow, which supposedly results in a deeper, more developed flavor. So switch to shade-grown coffee even just from a coffee snob standpoint. From a climate change point, however, forests are a major carbon sink. This means that they sequester or take in carbon from the atmosphere, which we know we're overloading. A big preference shift to shade-grown coffee crops would allow our soils all around the world to get healthier and sequester more and more carbon and hopefully help us over time offset the damage to our atmosphere. I said earlier that coffee is a major cash crop and that means we should also be looking at this sustainability conversation from a social standpoint. With the massive corporations that sell coffee around the world, we know that this is a really big money-making industry. But who is that money actually going to? They say the average coffee farmer makes less than $2 a day. You want to be buying coffee that has a Fair Trade Certified badge on it. This certification is strict, legal, and totally legit, unlike the wishy-washy, shade-grown certification ones that anyone can slap on their bags. Fair Trade requires farmers to earn at least a minimum price per pound, and if the market falls below that minimum requirement, farmers are insured above market rates by the certification board. And while this is, of course, totally awesome for an individual farmer, we should also take a look at the bigger picture. The money is going back into their communities. They can invest in their own coffee businesses, but in general, these are developing countries and they're more and more likely to be invested from within as fair trade pricing ensures there is now actually money to circulate. Now let's talk about buying coffee. Sometimes you just need a cup of coffee between errands. If you're holding meetings at coffee shops, you probably just get a cup of coffee out of habit. If you can, choose to support a local coffee shop rather than a big chain. So like I said earlier, this is about keeping money within your own community. Starbucks generally doesn't buy organic or fair trade coffee, so sustainability at a Starbucks will be focused on how you're receiving your coffee. Bring your own cup. This habit is really reliant on being prepared. Just leave a coffee cup in your bag and you won't have the excuse that you forgot it. If you're at a Starbucks, there are these hard plastic reusables that they're now selling at the register. They have different designs on them based on the season. These hard plastic reusables are really light, super easy to just leave in your bag, forget about them, and they're dishwasher safe. Now, I do want to make an economic case for purchasing these Starbucks reusables. I'm not a fan, really, of pouring a hot drink into plastic, but I'm not going to get into, like, the gross plastic situation right now. These cups are only $2. Depending on where you are, you could save between 10 or 20 cents every time you use it. On my campus, I actually save 50 cents for bringing my own cup. But let's just go with an average savings of 20 cents per order. 
your coffee cup pays for itself within 10 orders. Afterwards, it's just continuously saving you money. This is a super sustainable move, even just from a financial perspective, if you're very regularly buying coffee. The ultra eco-friendly idea would be to be carrying a glass container, so like a mason jar or a stainless steel travel mug. But sustainability is about creating reasonable habits you can actually stick to. So if the hard plastic works for you, just leave it in your bag and forget about it. That's better than throwing away a coffee cup every morning. I hope this episode is helpful in getting you to rethink a habit that a lot of us have. You don't necessarily have to go out and spend a ton of money or change your life to accommodate eco-friendly habits. It's all about just thinking a little bit more critically about how our choices are impacting the planet. I will have a list of references in the show notes and on my website, lauraediaz.com. I'm always really happy to chat if you're interested about science or sustainability or anything else. The easiest way to get in contact with me is via Instagram DM, but you can also shoot me an email through the link in the show notes. It's the contact me page through my website. Thank you so much for everyone who's like rated and shared this podcast. And I really appreciate just all the good support and feedback and good vibes. I want to continue to be a really helpful resource. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a really great day. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.